0: Hello and welcome to This AFL Life. I am your host, Alison Smirnoff. We're back on Zoom this week because one of my co-hosts has a little sniffle. Uh, But I am joined by my co-hosts, Rachel Hibbert. Hello. And Susan Cadman. Caddy,
1: be under the weather. I'm the one. I'm the one with the sniffles. I'm sorry, team. I'm very sorry. We have it to This AFL Life, from my bed tonight. So... Um, Thank you for being so flexible.
0: It's fine. I am on my couch. Hiba, whereabouts are you? I'm in
2: in bed. Um, This is the beauty of the, you know, willingness to take things, I suppose, online as well, is that we can still record the podcast thanks to Alison's very, very, very great skill (laughs) set and COVID. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: Zoom should have should have bought shares. Whoops. <laughs> so, just catching up on the weekend. Caddy played two games of footy. I was a runner <laughs> for two games of footy. <laughs> you uh, also it felt played- like I played two games <laughs> of footy. <laughs> so it's a, we record this on a Monday. We're all a little bit tired and achy. My legs are so sore. It is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you got on a footy field, Al? Well, I mean, I technically I go to training every week, so I'm on a footy field, but while the game technically, is Technically
1: I'm walking the dog on a field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're
0: on the footy field. <laughs> but being out on the footy field while a game is actually occurring it's probably been a <laughs> couple of years. Wow.
1: Well, She did well here. She ran well real well.
0: Good. Oh, thanks, Tim.
1: She looked okay. good in the green.
0: <laughs> Fluoro Couldn't miss me. Yellow. Green. Mm. Yeah, so
1: anyways, the the increase of local involvement with football has meant a unfortunate decrease in my viewing of AFLW this weekend on what sounded like the most cracker of weekends of football that we probably had all year. So <laughs> that was a little bit disappointing, but that's all right. Serious case of whoops. <laughs> whoops.
0: <laughs> whoops as in... You forgot or whoops is in, had no time. I missed it.
2: I didn't have time. I was living. <laughs> <laughs> Which I haven't I mean, done in a year,
1: you know?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I thought living meant anything to do with this AFL life, here.
2: Well, I'm here. That's <laughs> true. I also, my involvement in football also meant a um, decline in amount of football watched. But that never stopped us before, so I don't see it stopping us now.
1: Allison as mm. the one of the three of us who has probably viewed the most AFLW over the weekend would love to hear just a, you know a couple of words about the round. Um, there was obviously a couple of probably what we would call upsets, um, and we talked last week about the latter, not necessarily having a lot of movement but um, it moved a whole lot with some minor premieres who came from,
0: came from nowhere, really. Yeah, I know. I mean, and I, when I saw that they had leapfrogged everyone and made it to the top of the ladder, I was just kept thinking about, yep. Caddy picked the crows.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just wasn't, I wasn't going to say it, but you're right. I, did. <laughs> I was on it from the start and I've stayed strong. Yeah, you have. You just, you they have. just, the crows, you can't, they, you can't dismiss them. Champion team.
0: Um, Well, I guess, yeah, I did watch the footy on Friday night. Well, Friday afternoon. We managed to uh, (laughs) go to the Great Northern because that's in close proximity to my home. Not possible to get to Oval. Yes. Um, Oh, treat. And it was a really entertaining game, I thought. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yep. And I I just think. those two teams have just improved so much this year.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought that game. I just was like, I was reflecting at the end and I thought, geez, Richmond's come a long way, like a really, really long way over this season. And I think they should be really proud of, you know, how they finished. And whilst they didn't get the win in that last game, I think they could show that they can play four quarters of football, which is probably something that they couldn't say at the end of last year, to be honest. So. Mm. Yeah, and I think Bulldogs, they lost their way a little bit in the middle of the season and hadn't couldn't quite get themselves into the finals. But still, you know, um, God, they've got so many stars in that team. Mm. <laughs> Izzy Huntington and Ellie Blackburn, just to name a couple.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. And young stars too, just their... They're um, I'm so impressed with their backline this year. Like all young players, and they just gelled really well together. And I just think there's so there's so much upside to the doggies. They're going to be a real threat in the years to come. I think. Yeah. Well, I watched all of the games on Saturday, and I have to say they were pretty <laughs> they were pretty tense battles, particularly the uh, the Kangaroos Frio game. And then the Melbourne Brisbane game, both games were like the North Melbourne game was decided by a point, Melbourne game decided by two points. It was just they were such tense games.
2: I guess when you when I was I was actively checking the scores. I wasn't watching the game because um, we had football and doing recovery and driving and all sorts of things on Saturday afternoon. But when I was checking the score. I could see the increments of it was like increasing, increasing, increasing. And then only two lead changes throughout the game. So Frio were, um, beg your pardon, kangaroos were holding on, holding on, holding on. And then Frio did what they did against Carlton and kicked a goal. And it was like they were back. And I thought, oh, well, that's it. That's the momentum change. But then kangaroos just dug something from somewhere. Um, yeah. And without Jenna Bruton as well, I think that's a huge testament to, I guess, some guts and determination and perhaps the depth in that midfield that they've got yeah. um, to overcome the Frio midfield. And, yes, they would, Frio had travelled and whatnot, um, but we've also made note of the fact that Frio haven't previously been, I suppose, damaged by the travel as such. Mm. So I think um, all credit to both teams, but, yeah, Kangaroo is something from nothing, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because yeah, you make a good point here. Because they, Frio definitely made a surge in the third quarter, but then Mm. yeah, then North kind of got back on top, and and Frio did have an opportunity to win the game right at the end. Tia Haynes had a shot on goal but missed. But but yeah, they they were able to to kind of wrestle back the momentum a bit in their last quarter. North it was it was quite impressive, and then um and then the D's. I mean like. They were just epic, like losing Daisy um, in the first quarter. Um, Eden Zanker played on the ball again. She was just amazing. Like she was absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, and then like Paxi was probably quite quiet for the first three quarters, but then just pulled something out for the last quarter. And it was just, you could like, this final series is going to be amazing if those games are anything to go by.
2: Again, I did the same thing and checked the score of Brisbane-Melbourne. And Brisbane, I think, were up 36 to 18, I think the Ds were. And I was like, oh, well, that's it. They're, they're done. See you later, Ds. And then I checked again and was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised.
0: And then on Saturday late afternoon, <laughs> again, because we apparently at this point of the season, we don't play night games anymore, um, the Cats got their first win of the season over the Gold Coast Suns.
2: Uh, amazing. How did you feel? Like, were you pumping for Geelong the whole time? Look, I, I probably was
0: just—I was, to be honest, taking a bit of a breather after watching two intense back-to-back games. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> just happy. <laughs> um, but I mean, Geelong kind of pretty much looked in control all game. So uh, I was just really pleased for Meg Mac getting her first win as skipper, and she did roll her ankle quite badly but managed to get back on the ground for the last quarter to be on the ground when um, the final siren went to be on the ground with her mate, Asta, um, who played her last game. But yeah, I mean, you could just see, I think Becky Webster kicked a goal like just before the siren went and the jubilation and they they piled on to each other like they'd won the grand final. Like you could just see how much oh. it meant. So yeah, I mean, this, this is the thing about AFLW. It's such, even though the season is... Short. It's just, it's really, really intense and just must be so hard to be under that scrutiny.
1: And it was also, I think in that game, the return of Rocky Cranston, who has been a bit MIA this season. So it was good to see her kicking a couple of goals in the last game as well, Um, just because it's always nice to see some of those big names who have had a little trouble um, during the year. Um, finishing on a high, finishing the season on a high and obviously really, really pleased for Asta to get a win in her last game. She's given a lot to that club, so really, really nice for her to go out with a smile. Mm,
2: Serious relief, I think, from Geelong, Um, looking at all the vision at the end of the match, just a huge breath out.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then I didn't watch any of the games on Sunday because I was doing local footy all day
2: hero, local hero, Alison Smirnoff, the, the end. (laughs) Well, again, another very close contest between the GWS giants and Carlton. I couldn't believe the score line when again, and I think at one stage you had Darcy Vessio on the defensive line, saving goals that GWS were trying to surge forward. And there was Darcy again. the, the league's, Leading goal scorer, might I add, mm-hmm. um, I think with 16 goals, is it? 16 goals, season? yep. In the season. Um, is that the second time that she's won that award
0: as well? I believe it is, yes. Mm-hmm. I did, but you're right though, Hib, I did watch the, the highlights uh, today and she did mark the ball on the line twice in that last quarter.
2: Yeah. They, GWS were just throwing everything at the, the goals. Quite literally. Yeah. And Carlton were doing the same by putting Darcy Versio in the defensive square. Yeah. Just extraordinary to see, really. Um, she played a Meg Mack role.
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Housemates
2: yep. doing housemate
0: things. Um, so just quickly, we've, we've done a bit of a roundup of the games, which we don't normally do. But my, um, my positives for the round are definitely Darcy winning the goal kicking and also One of the purest hangers I've ever seen by Ellie McKenzie on Friday night.
1: Huge. It was old school legs on the shoulders of the defender. Up, yeah. Bang. It was beautiful. Pure.
2: And so smooth. Mm. Yeah, she's a jet. And I think, you know, not every recruit we're going to get coming through the system is going to be Ellie McKenzie. But how lucky are we to be watching it at the moment? Is it mark of the year?
0: Well, I've, I've been thinking about this because Darcy's hangout last week oh. was also excellent. But I don't know with Darcy's, I don't know whether the camera work was as good. Interesting. But
2: also Roxy Roos this week as well, she took a flying pack mark from mm. behind three people, mm. just flew in and whoop. And there's probably others that we've forgotten that when we see the footage we'll be like, oh, of course.
0: Yeah. But then like but Ponta's, P- our minds. Ponta's last week was pretty specky as well. So pun intended. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, mm-hmm. And my, I've got an RFI f- this week and it's just the camera work. I mean, obviously we've said this about, well, Hiba, you've mainly said this about the grounds that they film at, but the game at Arden Street, the camera work was so bad. It was absolutely terrible. Mm. Arden Street is not built though for AFL no, or exactly. AFLW
2: level exactly it's not it's one level there's no tiered you know opportunities for footage or yeah view of the entire ground
0: unless you're literally sitting in the lights mm. but the ground like the ground level shot that they kept using was so bad like you just can't mm. tell what is going on it's just terrible 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 that's my RFI I just want the camera work to be much better for the finals. I hope so.
2: The positive for me, which was both really pleasing and sad and all of that is the retirement of a couple of the greats. I think we'll talk about this later, I assume as well, but it was Mm -hmm. just really nice to see the words coming through on social media as well for the respect from teammates and people who have played against as well. Like Sally Riley has, touched many many people's lives through football in many different states like mm. she's got friends everywhere so that was really nice to see the um i guess the words written about those those athletes
0: yep for sure did you have any positives or rfis caddy
1: i think like just positives for me just Um, how good is it having close games of footy in the last round that has a really big impact on finals spots, Mm. like keeps life really, really interesting. Um, So it was good that the games, like they were arm wrestles, you know, Um, Mm. they were really, really close. And um, both teams, like all teams just you could tell wanted to win for their own respective reasons. And I think that was just really great to see that, you know, in the last round last round of the footy even the ones who didn't have finals in their sights, they really just we ref, reflected briefly on like Richmond Bulldogs and Carlton and Giants sort of weren't really in the picture by the time they played, but neither of them wanted to concede the the loss so yeah I think it's nice to see good close good quality close games of footy and then the other positive I think just I was just thinking you know Elise Parker again had like twenty four disposals mm. and dominated the game and I just think um, there's just a couple of players who across nine rounds have just been so consistent. Yeah, I think that's also a sign of the maturity of the league as well. Like I know nine rounds doesn't sound like a lot, but playing that well round in, run out, some of those players, like we talk about them all the time, like Elise Parker, Ali Blackburn, you know, those those ones, um, I think is just really, really um, exciting. So... I think you know. Um, I'm just gonna go with all positives for the last round this this week. I think, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, that's fair. Hey, Hibba, mm. what time is it? Well, is it question time? I think it is. <laughs> it's question time. <laughs> oh, we are so low energy tonight. <laughs> okay, so the first question is from at Joel 35, and this was actually sent to. This AFL Life, Siren Sport, G. L. Bastiani and the Outer Sanctum, but I'm going to claim it as a sent-in question. Yeah. Um, And Joel asks, do you think Vic Park and Casey Fields are suitable venues for AFL women's finals? Average in person and terrible for TV angles, how is this not a doubleheader at Marvel Stadium or Icon Park? Joel, that is an excellent question. It's probably a VFL
1: practice match. (laughs)
2: and I think you should have tagged the AFL and the AFL women's in that tweet as well yeah there probably is there probably is a VFL practice match scheduled throughout the day
1: yeah I mean I think like they're obviously trying to give these teams the home ground advantage Mm. but I don't know if it's that um yeah I think it's a really fair point about um is it really worth that i don't know i'm not sure i mean it's also easter so it's just a really interesting time to have these two games in terms of people being here to watch and i guess availability yeah. of staff and and whatnot so i don't know if that's
0: fed Trudy, into it all because but i actually yeah i have to make a confession here i as i do every year i'm going camping for easter <laughs> So I will not be going to any of the games or probably not even have any reception to watch them.
2: Ah, I will also be down the other side of the coast in Ocean Grove. So we'll not be at the games.
1: Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? Because Melbourne is pretty good at emptying out over Easter, especially after the year that we had. Mm. We all had our Easter last year cancelled. So I think everyone's taking the opportunity to have a footy free weekend. Um, which is a bit is a bit disappointing, I think, in terms of crowds for these games. So I don't know if that might have fed into. I'm just no, you're about,
2: absolutely okay. right.
0: I think you make a really good point about home ground advantage, though. Like, what's the point of um, having a home final if it's then played at a neutral venue? And you know, like Melbourne are undefeated at Casey this year, so they'd probably be pretty pleased about playing there. But by the same token, do we want a good spectator experience to help grow the game. So it's kind of, I don't know, I've got a foot in each camp.
1: Yeah. I think I personally think that the home ground advantage is more important. Um, mm. If I'm a player at that, one of those clubs, I'm taking, I'm taking the home ground field for like absolutely hundred percent.
2: That's so. fair enough, actually.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Next question is from at rat. Your thoughts on a 1pm and 3pm finals games in Melbourne. 3pm game will be over by the time city folk make trek home from Casey Fields. I think it's absolutely absurd because the people that won't be going away will be the super keen AFLW fans that want to go to both games and it's actually physically impossible to do so. Why? Why have they done it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd.
1: I mean, I think it's nothing that we haven't already talked about in terms of, you know, don't want to disturb the men's footy time slots. Um, But, yeah, I think just – I just think it's really disappointing that they've done that because even they could have done a 1 o'clock and a 5 o'clock game, you know, or something like that. They could have allowed those people who – I mean, I think I know plenty of people who would make the trade to do both, to be honest, so – yeah, it's, yeah, I just think it's, it's just disappointing. And
2: it's also, so the men's footy on Saturday is at 1.45 at the MCG and then 4.35 at Marvel. And then on Sunday, there's one at 3.20 and that's the only one in Melbourne. So they're the only three games in Melbourne this weekend.
0: Yeah, I just think. Very like, frustrating, very yeah, frustrating. Totally but even like you say like make one of them at 5 so yeah there's like just push push the victoria park game back to 5 give people an or opportunity or 7 or 7 exactly
2: like it's like, a saturday night like we were saying you know people will go and watch if they're in town mhm definitely
0: yeah i i think it's absurd scheduling just like to be honest like i don't know i don't know if it's got to do with um the TV broadcasts, you know, it's easier for them to have back to back games. But I just, yeah, I just think it's absolute crap.
1: Yeah, really disappointing. Two game, only two games happening on the weekend. And that's, that's what, that's what, you know, many people only end up watching one. I think it's ridiculous. Mm. But, you know, what's new, huh? We're scheduling. <laughs> We're good at this now. Yeah,
0: yeah. totally. Um, at Mitch.Banner. Anyone know how I can donate my MCL to Daisy?
2: (laughs) A graft, a graft, Mitch. Devastated. And I think it's they're kind of kidding themselves if they think that she's only going to have one week off and then come back from a second game, you know. She is
1: Daisy Pierce, though, and anything's possible. She's superhuman.
2: But, Mitch, um, I don't think she'll want your grafts anyway because you've had a double knee reconstruction so
0: oh well yeah no we don't want we
2: don't (laughs) (laughs) know his MCL actually your MCL is fine but yeah
0: yeah I, I just I was so sad to see her in brace after the game but like just Daisy being Daisy she was just so upbeat around her teammates and like she's just the ultimate professional and ultimate leader but I just like if she doesn't get to play in this final series it's just a fucking tragedy
1: i think there was a collective like devastation from every single aflw supporter in australia Mm. and international when they saw daisy with her knee i think um mitch you're not the only person who would happily donate an an mcl to get her back
0: out there that's for sure totally
2: let's start the daisy
0: mcl donation fund (laughs) get your graphs get your graphs I um, gave okay, from one mitch to another mitch underscore FC only one expansion side in the top nine places on the ladder is something I found interesting, not really a question
2: <laughs> is that right let me just i 'm just pulling up the ladder and that that expansion club is the
1: kangaroos
0: yeah well I think we've kind of we have spoken about that in previous episodes, and i you know, my feel with the Kangaroos in particular was just that they went about building their list quite differently to Geelong because we were comparing them to Geelong at that point. Um, They went for a lot of, um, like, established talent.
1: I reckon with North, uh, do you think that North is a bit, has under-delivered again coming sixth? Like, I remember talking about them at the start of the season and Even a few rounds in him, you couldn't stop raving about them all over the park. And then they just completely dropped off. And I'm actually really surprised that they've made the finals. I don't think they've been looking very convincing at all. Mm. Do you think that they'd be disappointed with becoming sixth? Considering that recruitment strategy of bringing in sort of established stars rather than building from the bottom up?
2: I think so. And I think they copped a few injuries as well. I know we spoke a fair bit about how impressive their backline was at the start of the season, even without Duffin in it. And so, you know, I think we were right to think they were going to be doing well, but then they copped a few injuries. They lost Sarah Wright with a broken arm for six weeks or something. Um, Duffin came back in. Jazz Grierson was carrying a bit of an injury and um, got omitted.
0: Brick Gibson as well.
2: Brick Gibson with a hamstring as well. Then Jenna Bruton being suspended for a week. I just don't think they were firing on all, all cylinders. And I think they will feel that. Yeah, I think absolutely, Caddy. I think they will probably feel a sense of disappointment because with the lineup that they've got, they can absolutely, on paper, put it to those teams, but they just haven't yet. Don't mm. know whether that means that they're yet to peak or whether this is kind of it and we'll just kind of see them fizzle out this week.
0: What was kind of said earlier about North, like I'm kind of reluctant to completely write them off given that they have finished in the finals race and it is a cutthroat final and once finals happens, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I before the season started, I did expect them to finish, like to be right, pushing the top two. So, yeah.
2: I think they've got their work cut out for them this weekend against Collingwood at Vic Park. Mm. Um, Collingwood love the
1: ground. be um, so interesting. Mm. Yeah, I don't see Collingwood losing again. Um, particularly back at home. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, I think North really, of the four teams,
0: I think North are probably the less likely to win out of the four. Okay. So um, despite his little injury today, Sighthound69 has sent in a question.
1: He's been busy post-surgery.
0: Yeah. Post-surgery. Post um, mm-hmm. Moose wants to know, who's your pick for best player of the final series? Good Ooh, question. It's a really good question. So just to refresh... It is Adelaide, Brisbane, Collingwood, Melbourne, Frio and the Kangaroos that have made the finals. So the player of the final series would need to play more than one game. So Mm -hmm. it would need to be a player that perhaps plays in two or more games.
1: So is what you're trying to say, you reckon it's going to be someone from this week, these four? Because you reckon they need a couple of games, definitely.
0: Well, not necessarily. It could be, you know, whoever... It could be from the top two because they will play a prelim or perhaps, and perhaps a grand final. The final. I reckon, oof, it's a hard one.
1: I reckon Chloe Malloy is going to have a mm. blind eye final series. Hmm. Just to pick, pick one out, just out of nowhere, a little. Otherwise, you go with this Aaron Phillips, obviously. I would. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a bit boring.
0: I feel like just going by her, her last quarter, I feel like saying Karen Paxman, just, I don't know, just something when the game had to be won in that last quarter, they're just like a switch got flicked and I don't know. I just, I've just seen a kind of steely determination in her this year and I kind of feel like.
2: I'm jumping on that same Melbourne bandwagon and I'm going to throw in my sense to Lozzie Pierce. Mm. I think she has such an effect on the game, whether it's she affects her team's game by lifting them up, or she demoralises the other team just by beating them. Um, I, I'm going to go,
0: Lizzie Pierce. Good, but good question. I mean, there's so many players. And Great I'm, question. And I'm not throwing in another player because I get accused of sitting on the fence. So i just got, I was just going with my <laughs> first, my first thought. <laughs> I'm not overthinking it.
1: <laughs> good I'm on you, Al. Until now, Al, to realise that. <laughs>
0: Round nine. Yep. Slow learner. Next question from at row underscore Kel. Team, how do we prepare our hearts for the inevitable incoming retirements? I am not ready. The four so far are already too much. So just to recap, the, the four players to have announced their retirement so far are Asta O'Connor, Sally Riley, um, Katie Loins and Alison Downey yeah it's it's really it's hard I, I mean you hate you hate to see great players um hang up the boots and, and I speci- especially when i don't know I, I kind of feel bad for AFLW players because you know they retire and their their game's tally is only thirty games or something, but it doesn't that, to me that doesn't do justice to you know their incredible football careers that existed before AFLw
2: Hmm. Yeah. Realistically, these women have played hundreds of games of football. Yeah. I have many feelings about retirement because part of me says it's really sad to see them go. The other part of me says, or another part of me says, I can't wait to see what they do next. I know that they've got so much knowledge to give. And I hope that those pathways are slowly opening, and up, open, opening up for them to come through as coaches and admin if that's what they would want to do like what we've seen with for example Nikki Callanan who played with the Western Bulldogs now is at St Kilda doing um, I guess welfare and team management and that kind not team management but um, being their runner that kind of thing so there are roles for them to play off the field as well and they're just so knowledgeable and then a part of me also says I'm really glad that they get to retire in this fashion and that it's not an injury that pushes them out of the game. So, for, yeah, for those players who are really lucky to play a successful AFOW career and then retire by getting chaired off the ground by their teammates, makes me really happy. I've got
0: just so many mixed emotions about retirement. <laughs> um, but I, I know that we we talk about the Darabin Falcons and Falcons players a lot here on This Safer Life. But I just um, wanted to make mention of Asta O'Connor. Asta was one of the original co-hosts of This Safer Life. And um, she actually was the person that invited me to join uh, the Darabin board way back in 2015. And um, so her personal influence on me and getting me into the Darabin community, I owe all of that to her and, um, and I, I just have the utmost respect for Asta as a person um, and what she's done for the game, what she's done for the Darabin Falcons. She's, um, she was a long, long, long serving um, committee member, uh, played a huge role in us you know, proceeding into the, the new VFLW competition. And also what she's done for the game in setting up the player elite player pathways in the academies at the AFL. Yes. I just want to give a special shout out to Asta. Thank you for everything you've done for the game.
2: Well said Al. I can't say I've known Asta for as long as you have, but she's definitely had an influence on many, many people. I know who've played footy both at Darabin and beyond Um, as well as Uh, The Falcons Academy as well, the um, juniors pathway from Auskick all the way through. Uh, She's just a bit of a shining light.
0: Fierce competitor, our Astro O'Connor. Okay, so now it is time for...
2: Would you rather?
0: At Crash Thompson, what's the best strategy for getting to both finals? Would you rather leave the Casey game early or get to Victoria Park late? I'd rather get to
2: Victoria Park late just because I like seeing the end of a game. That
0: way I would get to see two final sirens. Providing there's no car accidents on the way home from Casey.
2: God forbid nothing happens on
1: that long drive home. Yeah, I think you're right, Hiba. like see two results. That's what you want, isn't it? Mm, I think so. Yeah. That being said, I think if you left the uh, Casey game early, you'd still get to the Collingwood game late anyway. So. <laughs>
0: God. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> what about you, Al? What would you rather?
0: Yeah, I think I would rather get to the Vic Park game late. Um, again, Moose, Sighthound69, has sent in. Mm-hmm. Would you rather? Those doped up
1: questions, he's been busy. His little paws have been tap, tap, tapping away.
0: It's three different (laughs) balls. Having had a conversation with you this afternoon, Caddy, this would you rather makes much more sense to me. Um, His question is: Would you rather have the flu or be bitten by a dog? (laughs) Can we get some context, please, Susan
1: Cadman? It's been a busy day in the household today. Um, Poor little. Moose, sight um, got he had a little nip on his leg this morning and ended up at the vet in surgery. And he's currently doped up hobbling around the house feeling very sorry for himself. Um, and then I was also hobbling around the house feeling very sorry for myself today. So uh, poor Scooby Snacks um, had to deal with both of us at once. Um, so, I think that they were probably wondering what was the uh, greater evil of the two <laughs> with the witcher. <laughs> um, and I have to say, um, I definitely don't have the flu, it's just the sniffles. And I think I would take the sniffles over a big old chunk of my leg missing any day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I have to agree with you there, Caddy. I thrice that. Um, and what was your would you rather, Hibba?
2: Well, I've just had a thought about the final series and this admittedly has come to me whilst we've been talking. And would you rather have a week off and only play, only get one chance but in a preliminary final or would you rather have a full-blown series where you you don't necessarily get a week off but you get a second chance? So I know you do get a week off if you do win, but if you lose you get you play again if Mm. that makes sense yeah so would you rather finish top one and two and go straight into a preliminary final and only have to then play one game to get into the grand final but you risk losing in the prelim and you're out
1: or would you rather
0: double chance
1: double chance i always wonder this about finals like i think it's always an interesting thing to watch um it's just AFLW, AFLM, you know, when the time comes for finals and teams having the week break and so often they lose after the week break because I think their momentum shifts for the most part. That being said, the week off is also beneficial for people with injuries to have, you know, or niggles to get them right. So then in theory, they'll be fresher the next week. Um, I think I'd rather, I mean, both ways, I don't know what my answer is.
2: It's a hard one because we've, we've, as you said, we've often yelled about the fact that more footy in a row, consistent footy means that things just keep improving about the game and teams and team dynamic and all of that thing. Yeah, I wonder whether a week off at this stage after nine rounds of football would help or hinder. So I think I'd rather the double chance Mm.
0: because it
2: means at least I'm playing a game of football every week. If, unless I unless I win and then I get a week off, but I think I'd rather a double
1: chance. Al, you just want to play as much foot as you want, really, as you can. Yeah, hey? another game. Yeah, no, I think that's a good answer.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, like the way they the way a top six works. I just yeah, I don't know whether I would want a um, week off in the first week of the finals because then you then you're playing a team in a prelim that's got a full head of steam after winning, a after, winning throat, exactly. after winning a cutthroat final. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's too much advantage in finishing first. I mean, apart from the fact that they do get those finals at home, uh, we'll hopefully Brisbane do given what's going on in Queensland at the moment. But um, yeah, I kind of, I, with finals, I feel like there's something about having that winning momentum. Mm, um, yeah, I agree. Which I think is, why, how in AFLM, how they have that week off before the finals is a bit weird?
2: Mm. I think it's a bit weird, but then I also understand the theory behind it now only Mm. because it means that everyone has a forced week off and then you come in, I guess, fresh is the wrong word, but on a more even playing field, I suppose. But in saying that, I think it does just ruin the momentum that you've built up over 21, 22 rounds of football. Um, yeah, so I would rather play more footy.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I think in general it's been a pretty pretty consistent theme from us. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yes, more footy.
0: We want more footy.
2: In saying that, the week off for Brisbane might just be the saving grace that they need to play some football given the restrictions that are in place as of tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just hope that they are awarded the same sorts of leniency, I suppose, as that. I know the men's are, men's teams are in Victoria already, uh, and the Gold Coast men's team is in Adelaide. I think. I just hope that they're allowed into their club to train and you know work together this week. I don't know if they will have that. Probably not, but it's yeah, interesting. It. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's state government but it just no other club will face that so i will be really interested to see what happens
1: and i really do like i know the lockdowns this week but i can't see i just don't know if teams are going to fly into brisbane to play a game next like i don't know if brisbane might lose their home ground i think i don't think they i don't think they will fly teams into queensland in the next two weeks at all yes so i think they'll lose their home ground advantage Can they leave Brisbane is another thing. But that's the more likely scenario, really, don't you think, rather than playing in a team? I also think if they leave Brisbane, they won't
2: go back until the season's finished.
1: Yeah. And let's be honest, it will be more likely, probably very, very likely that that game will be played in front of no fans again. Oh, no. Yeah. 2021.
2: They were saying that any games that were being played in Queensland, you just had to wear a mask entering the venue. So we'll we'll wait and see what that means for the football and other events in Queensland. But as we know, we can't make any predictions about what's going to happen. So we just got to roll with the punches. And I imagine that's the uh, voice that's going around the Brisbane Lions this week as well. Roll with the punches. And it's how we deal with it, which
0: will mean we win or lose. Mm yeah definitely so looking ahead to f- week one of finals <gasps> i am going to ask you both for tips oh okay so, at 105 casey fields melbourne take on Fremantle. who have you got i've got melbourne by less
2: than 10 points
1: yeah it's the d's for me they're in some hot hot
0: form um and I think there's a belief in that team. <laughs> um, I, I've i got Melbourne too. And the next game at three ten at Victoria Park is going to be a cracker. Collingwood take on North. Oofed. Got to be the I'm Pies old. for me.
1: Yeah, hot party Pies for me. You
0: will? Yeah, yeah, Pies as well for me.
1: I think I'm still on – I think I predicted a few weeks ago, Pies, Crows grand final still could have definitely happened, I think we might still see, might still see that. We'll just see. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, next week we're going to do, when well, we're a bit more high energy and in person, <laughs> we're going to do a mm-hmm. bit of a roundup of the teams that didn't make finals this year. Um, and plus some of our picks for awards season. Um, but before we go, if you want to, you can support us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash this A for Life. And we have a new member that has joined up. How Uh, exciting. So Beth King, thank you very, very much for your support. Now we have started reaching out to organize kicks of the footy. Um, So we'll be finalizing that soon. Um, But yeah, like I said, if you like what we do and you want to sling us a beer, feel free to do so. But I'm really looking forward to finals, even though I'll be away <laughs> camping under the stars somewhere. But we will reconvene and we'll see you all next week. I hope you feel better soon, Caddy. Thanks for having us, Al. Oh,
2: lovely we'll see to see
1: you, see you. Happy final season. Woo! <laughs> Go the Ds. <laughs>